Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Good evening. Like good morning. Uh, this is Larry, and we started a little early tonight. And welcome aboard, John. I see you're on board with us. And glad to have you this evening. Um, Christopher Durnerin has agreed to do a talk tonight on what happened in 70 AD. It should be an interesting, an interesting talk uh, this evening. And I've been trying to email him all weekend, and for some reason he's not getting my emails. I don't know what's going on because I've been getting all of his, and I've been getting all my others, and I know that people are getting mine, so I don't know why he's not getting mine. So it's been going on for about four days. Um, also, um, we've had a little challenge with the multi-stream that we we're doing. So we're going to be doing talks. We're going to record it in two different uh, series. I'm going to inter- I'm going to record it on my internal internal mic. So that if we lose it on one, we'll have it on the other, um, kind of as a backup. That's sort of the plan. See how that works. Um, tomorrow night, Kevin McHugh has agreed to do uh, part four, I believe. It is on his um, message from Alfred Schump on the Samaritan woman. And so we'll be doing that tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. And that will be on Facebook Live as well as uh, as well as on auction. I'm multitasking, so that's why I'm stuttering around. Um, go back into my platform for my internal mic recorder. It's really a pretty good program. If you ever want to check it out, it's called Mic, M-I-C, Mic Notes. Uh, that's primarily for Google users. Um, I noticed from Facebook today that I've been now on Facebook for seven years. So that's uh, quite interesting. Um, being on there that long. And a lot of people have come and gone. A lot of people call it um, fake books. Not Facebook, but fake books. Anyway, what a lot of people call it fake books. 
But there are a lot of good people on there from other countries um, having a problem with this. Bear with me a second. I'm going to turn on participants list. There we go. We've got a good group of people with us. Um, Toronto, I have unmuted your mic. If you want to mute it, you can, but I wanted to leave it at your jurisdiction as to whether you want to mute it or not. It is open. If you want, I know that you are uh, a lot in line with uh, Christopher in terms of the subject, so feel free to jump in and, and give your perspective on it um, tonight. Let's see, I'm just checking something out here. Chris has not jumped on yet. Ronald, you may be doing the whole show. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, let's see. Okay. Internal mic is now turned on. We're live on TalkShoe. I would like to get, uh, if possible, I'd like to get a sound check to make sure that I'm coming through okay. Um, could you do that for me, uh, John? Can you hear me okay? Well, you muted your mic. Let me turn it in chat, see what it says on chat. You can tell me. Uh, yeah. John, am I coming through okay? Can you give me a message in the chat from possible? Okay, good. Good. It's always good to know if you're being heard or you're just talking to the wind. So, um, Facebook has crystal clear sound. Yeah, it, it does do pretty well. Um, I'm not on Facebook on this program as of yet on live Facebook. Um, you know, I... I'm still learning how to to do Facebook. Um, I don't know if there's capacity. Maybe I'll give that to you as a project, John, to do some research on to see if Facebook has the platform to do uh, video uh, conferencing um, with more than just one person. I have been doing many conferences with people around the world in fact, I've had three video conferencing today. I've had a video conferencing with a family in Pakistan. I had a video conferencing with a family in India and also in Uganda today. So it, it is excellent on Facebook. But, um, yeah, good. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. Um, I was going to try to go live on Facebook. But I think I'm going to make sure that the recording is appropriate for Facebook before I put it on there. Um, because we are talking about a rather, oh, I don't know. It could be a very controversial subject. Um, anytime you get into eschatology, uh, people have issues. Uh, let me check to see if, uh, yeah, um, Chris has not joined us yet. 
I don't know if your email, Chris, is getting through, John. He says my emails aren't getting through, so if you want to email him and tell him we're on live, we're waiting for him because he's the principal speaker, that would be good. <laughs> okay. I want to welcome guest three to the call, who is on viewing only, and I want to welcome guest five, who's on viewing only. And we're going to be talking about, uh, Chris is going to give us a historical perspective of what happened in 70 AD. Okay, that's the uh, that's the idea tonight uh, for the program. Um, <clears throat> I talked to Brother Edward Henry. The reason he's not going to be here tomorrow night is because he has to be out of town. As many of you know, he works a full-time job yet, and it's very demanding because of his position. Um, but he has uh, scheduled to be with us on the 27th, which is a week from tomorrow night. He's going to be discussing uh, eternal salvation rather than temporary salvation. There's a group on YouTube who have basically stated that um, they believe a person can lose their salvation, and it's basically a works a work salvation. It's next to or akin to Roman Catholicism as far as I'm concerned. Okay, I'm going to see who this is. I believe this may be. Hi, Larry. Okay, I thought that might be you, Mark. Welcome aboard, and uh, we're waiting for Kevin to join us tonight. I hope you're having a good day. Hold on a second. I don't know what that is all about. Hold on. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message. Okay. Now, Toronto, can you still hear me? I don't know what that was all about. I don't know. I can, was... I can hear you, Larry. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, Mark, can you still hear me? Larry? Okay, Mark, are you back? Yep. Okay, all right. Yeah, for some reason, some somebody was doing a call and it came over the. It came I over heard the. Larry. Like a, yeah, like a forwarding call or something. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I heard. I heard the ringtone. Okay. All right. Well, it's now five fifty-eight, and if somebody wants to try to get a hold of. Uh, Chris, to let him know he's up in two minutes, that would be good. I've sent him multiple announcements, and he says he's not getting my emails. So, yeah. Okay, let me let me hang up for a minute and call Chris, and then I'll come right back. All right. Okay.
Okay, welcome aboard. Is that, I'm not sure who that is, area code-wise, I don't recognize it. Um, if you want to be muted, you can mute your own mic. My 805 area code, whoever you are. But I have opened your mic if you want to participate. Who's calling? It's Rick. Oh, hi, Rick. How are you doing? Good, good. <laughs> Glad you're with us tonight. We're waiting on uh, our speaker, Chris. He's going to be calling in. So uh, we're just, uh, we, ha we have already started recording the call. So it is recording. Um, and uh, Mark just went to call Chris to tell him that we are on live. Uh, let's see. Uh, Larry? Oh. Yes. Um, I might be uh, muting myself here uh, on and off because I'm sitting in the uh, lobby of a hotel where they just had a wedding, so there, there might be a lot of background. Okay, that's fine. We don't mind hearing the, the wedding uh, serenade. You know, okay. this should be this should be interesting then because the, of the 70 AD because it, it was it's a desiring wedding, you know, and <laughs> the, <laughs> there you the go. last the last I think it was the gathering wedding or something like that. Uh, my wife and some friends of ours and I were, were watching a, uh, a video on the greatest story never told. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's good. That's good. Well, you know, if you want to jump in, welcome to do so, because I know you have uh, done some historical research on 70 AD. And uh, um, now I think uh, I think Mark is back with us. Mark, are you there? Yes, I got Chris's uh, voicemail. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure at this point what to do. Um uh I'll tell you what, John, can you just give us a summary, uh, since you're there and you're on the phone, can you just give us a summary of uh, not only the prophecy of 70 AD in Matthew 24, but actually what occurred in 70 AD, uh, and well, the events leading up to it and what occurred during that time and, and shortly after that time period. Can you do that for us? Okay, uh, Mark, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I guess I don't know if uh, John's in the middle of a wedding, so maybe there's a lot of background noise or whatever. Uh, I was asking him if he wanted to uh, share the historical events. We know that Christ said that there would not be one stone left upon another. Right. And, and we know that he was referring to the destruction of the temple. Right. And oftentimes when he, when Christ is talking, he's talking 
in what I call a duality. In other words, he's talking not only right. uh, of the spiritual temple, physical temple, but we know in this instance he's talking about the spiritual temple. Right. He said he says that uh, if you want to, Mark, maybe you would like to read while we're wait, waiting for Chris to come on board. Sure. Maybe you could read Matthew 24, uh, 5 uh, down through uh, 15. Matthew 24, 5 to 15. And okay, there we go. 5 and down to 15. Okay. So, all right, Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. Can you hear me okay? Yes, you're coming through fine. Good, good. Okay. So, Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. Oh, uh, who is on with us now? Uh, that's uh, John, I believe. Um, he, I think John is on uh, on the phone as well, and so, but I, I I could never hear him. His mic is unmuted, and he's waiting. Uh, so, but anyway, about, go ahead. What about Chris and Kevin? They're not here yet either. No, they're not. Okay, and do we have listeners? Do we have people that are just listening? Yes, we do. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. Verse 6. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Verse 7, for nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Verse 8, all these are the beginning of battles. Verse 9, am I coming through okay? Yeah, you're coming through, all right. Okay, verse 9. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Verse 10. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Verse 11. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Verse 12, and because iniquity abound, the love of many will wax cold. Verse 13, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then, and, and verse 15, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation opened up by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Okay, and then I'm going to go ahead and continue on. I'm still watching the board, and okay. Chris, is, Chris is still not coming. 
Okay, then let them which be in, I'm in 16, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountain. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto him that are with child, and go unto them that give suck in those days. But pray that your life, your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh should be saved, but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or there believe it not, where there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and show great signs and wonders, insomuch as if it were possible, they should deceive the very elect. Behold, I have seen you before, wherefore, wherefore if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth, behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect to the four winds from the one end of heaven to the other. And so that's uh, where I'm going to stop now. Okay. Well, I probably ought to go ahead and say that it's really important uh, that people read uh, from verse 32 down to the end of the chapter because it also talks about as it was in the days of Noah, shall so, shall so the coming of the Son of Man be. And uh-huh. also it's about, uh, is the uh, example of the two women in the field, one being taken and one left and so on. And mm-hmm. then in verse 44 it says, Therefore be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. And so... Uh, it's a really interesting chapter, and I've heard very many different renditions of it. I'm a literalist. I pre- I take it pretty well literal. What it says, I take it pretty literal. Um, uh-huh. And so that's been my position. Um, I don't know uh, where Christopher is tonight. Uh, we had a scheduled conference call uh, yesterday. And he didn't show up with that, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he had phone problems or what. Maybe he's oh. having difficulty. He, he did have AT and T out, I know, and oh. he was having he was having some issues. So I'm not sure what's going on with his oh. uh, with his system. Um, uh. So probably what we ought to do, in fairness to Chris, since he's not on, uh, and since John is is kind of preoccupied with the wedding. Uh, what, I would, what I'd like to do is shift gears, if I could, and Mark can help me on this. And sure. I'd like to, the remaining, the remaining hour, or the remaining, remaining 45 minutes, I would like to talk about a subject that I think is very timely and very apropos with this time that we're living in. And that is how we... Um, how we stay focused during these last times on the gospel. Um, there's so many things we can talk about, 
There are yeah. so many so many subjects out there. Um, hold on a second. We're just checking to see. Okay. Um, okay. So what I what I'm going to do is just uh, my plan is to let me just quickly. I'll be right back. I got to check something out here. Okay. Hold on just one second. Sure. Okay, we're now live on Facebook as well. Uh, oh. I, was just check- I was just checking our stream and making sure that uh, we were up and good to go there as well because I announced the program on Facebook. And oh. I always like I always like to make sure that TalkShoe is working before I go there. Okay, right. so anyway, mm-hmm. tonight we're going to have a change of subject. Welcome, Andy Froyland. Welcome aboard. Uh, we're going to talk about what to focus on in terms of evangelism. You know, there's a lot of people that are opposed to evangelism by their actions in the Sovereign Grace, Primitive Baptist, and Old School Baptist movement. They, you know, they're a part, they're a part of what I call the frozen chosen. Okay. Uh, in other words, they, they proclaim truth, but they only proclaim it within their circles. They will oh. not step they will not step because they, they will not step out of the circle. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> no pun intended. They will not. They will not step off of the globe and into a <laughs> a, a wider sphere. Oh, I, wrong! I used the wrong word. The, the flat pancake. Just joking. Um, yeah. And they won't extend. They won't extend their message across the world. Now we have a medium to share the gospel around right. the world. And, uh, you know, we need to do that. We have that availability on YouTube. We have availability on Facebook. Welcome aboard, Pastor Gaparra. And we also have that ability uh, on TalkShoe and many forums. Now, I believe that if the Apostle Paul, I have no proof of this, other than the fact that he went everywhere. Paul went all the way. Paul went. Paul and Peter went everywhere, proclaiming the gospel in the New Testament church. Um, we can see that evidence by if we look at First uh, Peter. Uh, let me see. Let me just get to that real quick. First Peter chapter one, verse one. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Okay. Their ministry was pretty broad, you know. Yes. And and so Paul said that I would have you to know nothing other than Jesus and Him crucified. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that, that's the focus of the gospel. We can focus on uh, other things at times, which is good. We can we can focus on uh, proper biblical science. We can we can focus on the creation of the universe and how God said he created it and how he brought it together and so on. But again, uh, 
we can also uh, focus on things that really are not crucial to the salvation message. In other words, we can get on the minors and not on the majors. But the major is that Jesus Christ came to seek and save that which was lost. The right. major is the major is uh, that Jesus Christ came to seek and save that which was lost, and he did it. Okay? He completed it at the cross. Mm-hmm. He finished yeah. the work. Now I also want to invite Makish Baharti and Raj at Raj on as well with us tonight. So welcome. it's important. Yes, welcome. We have a number of guests joining us on Facebook. So welcome. Paul said, Paul said in First uh, Corinthians fifteen, Moreover, brethren, I declared unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which I also, which also ye have received, by which also ye are saved. For I delivered unto you, first of all, which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scripture, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scripture, and that he was seen as Cephas, then of the twelve, and after that he was seen of above five hundred brethren, and after that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all he was seen of me, as of one born out of due time. Verse 10. For by for the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. So mm-hmm. we, see, we see the gospel proclaimed by Paul. Now Paul did not leave out election predestination in his presentation of the gospel. In fact, Throughout the epistles, we see that he taught uh, the doctrine of election. We often talk about Ephesians one one says that mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, fourth verse of chapter one, I'll let Mark Kennedy. What I want you to do, Mark, is if you could read Ephesians one four down through uh, eleven, that would be great. Okay, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 to 11. Okay, verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us, verse 5, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, verse 8, wherein he hath abounded, toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Verse 9, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Verse 11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works 
who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Boy, that is so comforting for us. It is, isn't it? And, you know, I was probably 37 years old before I heard that passage of Scripture. Wow. You know, can you imagine how that was... Uh, 37, okay. eh? Yeah, 37 years old. And, you know, wow. we also have some other scriptures that we like to refer to. And yes. some people... Some people don't like like these scriptures, especially when you refer to them as the golden chain of salvation. And oh, so yes. I'm going to have Mark read Romans 8, and yeah. I want him to read 29 down through uh, 30. Well, let's just read it uh, down through the end of the chapter, 29 through oh. the end of the chapter 39. And Romans chapter 8 starting at verse 29 to the end. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30, moreover whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Verse 31, what? Shall we then say to these things, if God before us, who can be against us? Verse 32, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 33, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Verse 34, who is he that condemneth? Condemneth. It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Verse 36, as it is written, for thy sakes we are, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, nay, but in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come. Verse 39, nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. <laughs> you know, you, so can never go, you can never go wrong reading that passage of Scripture. That's <laughs> you right. Know, it's, it's always comforting to us. And in solid, a nutshell, go ahead. Solid assurance. Yes. Yes, it is, and you know it's it's a, a a story of an everlasting covenant. This yes, eternal, everlasting. This eternal covenant is between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and the covenant was before creation that that Christ Christ created all things. In Colossians, yes. you find that. Washington created all things, and yep. by him all things consist. 
Yes. And that he created such, he knew that Adam and Eve were going to fall before he created them. Right. And he created them for the purpose of bringing eternal salvation to his elect. Okay? Yes. And he, uh, so this covenant was made between the Father and the Son. And he told Adam and Eve, in the day that you eat of it, he didn't say, if you eat of it, okay? Mm-hmm. He said, in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die, okay? Mm-hmm. So he, he knew they were going to eat of the tree, and they right. did, and they died spiritually. Yes. And that plunged all of the human race. We all died in Adam. We can see that. Uh, I want to just go back and look at Romans 5 briefly. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of... There's a lot of people that deny that we all died in Adam, okay? Yes. Uh, And so I want to just go and look at that. He said, Mm -hmm. uh, let's just look in uh, um, verse, let's look in verse 10. For if then we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we will be saved by his life. And not mm-hmm. only so, but we also join in God through the Lord Jesus Christ with whom, by whom we have now received the atonement. Whereby, as one man, that's speaking of Adam, sin yeah. entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. He was the first figure of him that was to come. So what we see here is that we all died in Adam, but guess what? All of the elect were made live in Christ. Christ was the second Adam. Okay? That's how I understand it, yes. Yes. And it says in verse 19, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Not all, but many righteous. And so we are teaching, preaching, proclaiming, whatever you want to call it tonight, the death, Mm -hmm. the burial, and the resurrection of God along with the everlasting covenant between the Father and the Son, that Christ would come and fulfill the work that his Father uh, asked him to do, and he fulfilled it to the jot and tittle. Now, I want to also invite Rose Lynn, too, and Rosemary Lagness Threadgill. And we also have Terry Scott, Terry Scott, Ram Singh, Andy Freeland, Pastor Kapala, and uh, Makeshi Barty. And uh, so, you know, I can't name all of them because I can't see all of them. So, uh, but I want to welcome all of you on, on board tonight. Um, welcome all. Yes. Now, when we think about the cruel and rugged cross of Calvary, uh, it was foretold in many, many passages in the Old Testament. But I want... Yes. I want Brother Mark to go to Isaiah 53 and 
tonight what we're doing is we're focusing on the pure, unadulterated gospel. That's what we're talking about, the gospel. And uh, I'm going to have Brother Mark read for us. And and Brother Mark, feel free to make any comments after you read as well. Um, Isaiah 53, and what I want you to do is let me get, hold on a second, I've got it back Uh here. Isaiah 53, and read uh, verses 1. Uh, let's just let's just uh, divide it up. You read one through uh, six, and then I'll read seven through twelve. How's that? Okay. Isaiah fifty-three, verse one: Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Verse two: For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Verse 4, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Verse 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Uh, That little part of verse 5 where it says, by his stripes we are healed, the the prosperity gospel, uh, the prosperity false gospel movement loves to use that verse as a claim as an unfounded claim to automatic healing. Oh, yes, you just got to believe on the Lord and believe that he will heal your stripes and it will happen automatically. And God never promised us that our life would be a bed of roses in his, like that song that you were saying the other day, not a path of flowers all through the day. That's right, that's right. He did promise is that he would never leave us or forsake us and that he would give us the strength to deal with it all. That's what he did promise. That's right. And by the way, that you're absolutely right. I'm glad you brought that up because that is taken out of context there because that's speaking here of spiritual healing, not physical healing. And yes. the reason I, and, I can prove uh, that is because it talks about the fact that he was wounded for our transgression. Everything has to do with spiritual healing here. Wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, and so on. And so it's talking about our spiritual rebirth, our spiritual healing, not our physical healing. Another reason I know that it's not about physical healing is because the Apostle Apostle Paul himself asked that, that God was healing three times. And what was what was Christ's answer? My grace is sufficient for you. Your your right. the strength is made perfect in weakness. So God doesn't heal everybody. I have a disabled son who has a brain degenerative disease that we've lived with the last twenty two years and he's chosen not to heal Mark. 
And, right. you know, God has blessed us in the midst of Mark's uh, challenges and a lot of other people with Down syndrome and people who are blind and people who are crippled. And so I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that Jesus Christ doesn't heal anyone today. I would never say that. Here's what right. I will say. God and his uh, the unity of the Trinity they do what they want to. We don't command them to do what we want. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to go ahead and read down through uh, 7, through the end of the chapter. He was oppressed okay. and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Do you want to read this? Okay. He is bought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from the prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. That's a very, I'm going to jump off there, but that's a very important part of that verse. Who was he stricken for? Who was he slain for? He was slain for the transgression of my people. Who is my people? My people are his elect, okay? He was yeah. not slain for the transgression of all men without exception. He was not right. slain for every man, woman, boy, and girl on the face of the earth. He was slain right. for the transgression of my people. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit found in his mouth. Well, we know that he was hung between two thieves, and we know yeah. that one of one of the thieves came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and guess what? That thief wasn't baptized. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He, did, he didn't have to be baptized. God said, Jesus Christ said to the thief who said to Christ or asked Christ, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus mm-hmm. said to him, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. Isn't that wonderful? Awesome. Verse Verse 10, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. That's a very important uh, uh, exclusive uh, proclamation. He shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. So we see that Jesus Christ has always had a remnant. He's always yep. had his people. And, his, yep. and, you know, the main seed is Christ. Okay? See, because, mm-hmm. look, what he says here is that it pleased the Lord to bruise him. And he yep. made his people an offering for sin. Okay? It also says in verse 11, he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my servant justify every person on the face of the world. Is that what it says? <laughs> no. Nope. No. It says, he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. There's that word many, many again. Many. For he yep. shall bear, he shall bear their iniquities. These people that are preaching a potential salvation. But Jesus right. died into the whole world, and all you have to do is let poor little Jesus in your heart. Mm-hmm. Go down, to, go down to an altar, 
fill out a decision card, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. But this says something totally different. This says that he shall bear their iniquities. Yes. All, all Christ bore the iniquities of all of his elect. He took yeah. his iniquities on himself. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's why he... That's why we can say that he, he was a perfect sacrifice. He knew no sin. No sin dwelt within Christ because if there had been sin dwelling in him, he wouldn't have been a perfect sacrifice, would he? That's but right, he took, that's right. He, yeah, but he took our sin upon himself. He bore our iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he should divide the spoil with the small, because he had poured out his soul unto death, he was numbered with the transgressors. There's the thief, the thieves on both sides of him again. He was numbered with the transgressors. And by the way, we were all transgressors. Okay. Awesome. We, we, we read that earlier that all we like sheep have gone astray. We turned everyone to his own way. And another place that tells us that that uh, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Okay? Yes. And so it says here that he was numbered with the transgressors. And guess what? We see that word popping up again. And he bare the sins of many. He mm-hmm. bare the sins of And made intercession for the transgressors. So this yep. is the pure gospel that we're teaching tonight. It's a joy to proclaim the gospel. There's nothing more comforting to proclaim the true unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ. Would you agree with that, Mark? Yep, that's right. Yeah. And we find, you know, that in the 40th chapter of Isaiah, it tells us that. It tells us what we should be doing. The prophet says, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem. Cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received of the sin of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Okay. So tonight, uh, this has been a, a little different theme than what we originally started with. We were going to talk about what happened in 70 A.D. By the way, we know right. what happened. We know what happened in 70 A.D. We know that the temple was destroyed. We know mm-hmm. that um, they were driven out of the the area and much bloodshed and weeping and wailing because their children were torn from them and it was a horrendous scene. Thousands of people were destroyed. It was it was a time of great tribulation, no question about it. It was a time mm-hmm. of of great loss, okay? But yeah. time time didn't stop at seventy AD, okay? Right. Time kept going on, and we're still living today. Christ has yeah. not returned. Christ has not returned. Um, there, there's a passage in the Bible that warns us that says that there'll be some people that will, that will say that Christ has already returned. You mm-hmm. know, Christ, Christ has not returned. Christ is seated at the right hand of God, and in Revelation it tells us that he is coming back as a conquering king. He came first yes. as a he came first as a suffering servant, but he came yes. back as a conquering king. And I'm looking forward to that day when Christ returns. 
Uh, yes. I often pray, Lord Jesus, come quickly, okay, when I see what's going on. Do you ever feel that way, Mark, where you just, you're saying, oh, Lord, just come. I want to get all this over with. Do you ever feel that way? Oh, yes. Frequently. Yeah. yeah. When this, this this world is so irritating. Yes, it is. We see the moral depravity all around us. We see yeah. uh, rebellion. We see total disregard for God's law. Yeah, uh, the ignorance. The wickedness, the the in, the unconcern about right, yeah, all of it. Yeah, it's uh, but you know uh, we have so many precious promises in the Bible that God yes. has given to His people. I'm, I was looking. Uh, could you look up Second Timothy one nine and read that for me? Second Timothy one nine, and, and while this. While he's looking that up, I want to read a couple other uh, passages of Scripture that have been a okay. real blessing, uh, blessing to me. Right. I, want to, I want to read a passage here uh, from 1 Corinthians, if I can find it here real quickly. It says here in chapter 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are mm-hmm. yours. You are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Isn't that beautiful? To know what yeah, God has done for his people. Now I'm going to have uh, Brother Mark read Second Timothy one uh, nine for us. Okay, Second Timothy 1, verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Before the world began, he decided that we were going to be in his son. Is that awesome or what? (laughs) Yeah, it is awesome. And he did. He did manifest himself in time. Let's go to the next verse. But is now made manifest is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and brought life mm-hmm. and mortality to light through the gospel. Whereto yes. I'm a preacher and apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. Oftentimes people will ask me, you know, well, are you a pastor? You know, what are your credentials? You know, are you a, right. are you a, are you an elder? Are you a deacon? Are you a bishop? Are you this? Are you that? And I go, well, my name is Larry, and I proclaim the gospel. <laughs> okay, that's good enough for me. I don't take yeah. on titles. I don't take on titles. Uh, look, yeah. Christ is the only one worthy. He, we find right. in Revelation. Do you think that when I stand before Christ, uh, do you think I'm going to say to him, "I'm Pastor Larry Phillips"? <laughs> 
You know what I'm going to say? Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive glory and honor and power. He says, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And right. we're going to, we're going to be singing that song throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. Mm-hmm. And you know, if we find in Revelation four, verse eleven. He says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's going to be a glorious time. Now, I want Mark uh, to read for us in Revelation 7, uh, verses 10. I'd like for you to read 10 down through 12, if you would. 10 down through 12. Okay. Revelation chapter 7. Why don't you read uh, verse 7. Why don't you read 9 through through 12. Okay. All right. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, verse 10, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb, verse 11. And all the angels stood around about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God. Verse 12, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that's a beautiful, that's a, you know, that's a beautiful, and we see that theme running all the way through the book of Revelation. We see uh-huh. that Jesus Christ is the one who is all, who is, um, the one who's given all the glory and all the praise. Um, yes. And, you know, it, it's going to be a wonderful time to see God demonstrating his power. Uh, yes. If we look in, in, in Revelation 11, I'm reading now uh, from verse 15 down through the end of the chapter. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world are become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and works, lust and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations yes. were angry, and thy wrath is come in the time of the dead, that they should be judged that Thou shouldst give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldst destroy them, which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there was lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. All the way, all the way through the of Revelation, we see that the final victor is Jesus Christ. And right. now we also see that there's two songs that are indicated that are sung in heaven. The song of Moses and I want 
Brother Mark goes to now number uh, Revelation 15, and what I like to do is uh, have him read verses 3 down through verses 5. Okay, Revelation chapter 15, starting at verse, verse 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Verse 4, Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. Verse 5, And after that I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. Wow. Now I want to go back, and we're going to see uh, this the scene continue in verse uh, chapter 19 of Revelation, <laughs> and we see in verse one of chapter 19. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, "Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God, for true and righteous are His judgments. For He has judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication." and have avenged the blood of the servants at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia. And her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen. Amen. And he says now, uh, he says in verse 6, And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And he goes on now, I want to, uh, we see how that this reference to uh, his blood is referenced in verse 13, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word, capital Word of God. Now, mm-hmm goes on and says in verse 16, And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, as we continue on through, we're proclaiming tonight the gospel, and we're giving you the finished product, even down to the end of the world and even into the marriage supper of the Lamb, folks. And I want to invite Lee Rogers, who has joined us as well. Chapter 21, Mark, I want you to read, if you would, uh, verse uh, 1 down through verse 6. Chapter 21, 1 through verse 6. Okay, got it. Revelation chapter 21, verses 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. All right. Verse 1, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Verse 2, And I saw John, and I, John, saw the holy city, 
New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. Verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, Neither shall be shall neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Verse five, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Verse six, and he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Amen. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Now, there's several things I want to point out in that passage. One is that uh, we're not going to be separated from God in heaven, okay? Right. God's not going to be seated in, a, in an area where we cannot communicate with him because we see in verse 3, that it says he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them. Isn't that wonderful? Also, we see that God is going to wipe away all of our tears, all of our, no more death. There's not going to be any more physical pain. All of that is going to be passed away. What a beautiful picture. Also, we see that he proclaims that he is Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end, and that he gives a thirst the fountain of water of life freely. Notice yes. God is the one that has the free will here. Okay, not mad. God is right. the one that has the free will. There's a lot of people that try to take uh, verses out of context, and they try to say that, well, it says that whosoever, the whosoever's are the ones who have been given the gift of eternal life. Those are the whosoever's, okay? Now, also, I want to kind of uh, conclude this evening with uh, a final uh, thought. We've we've presented tonight the gospel in a nutshell. We've presented the death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ. We've presented the everlasting covenant. We've talked about predestined foreknowledge, predestination, election, justification, sanctification, being set apart by God, and our final glorification. And we've talked tonight about how that God is to be exalted over all things. And I I could not uh, have a better subject to talk about tonight. It's been a grand and glorious theme. Now, I want to let everyone know that is on this call, uh, we are going to, I'm going to, start a what we call a Google Hangouts and it's everybody can join us across the world and it's actually going to be a video and now only I, I should say it's it's limited to twenty five people at a time. Okay? And I, I want to give a special invitation to everyone that just joined us, okay, on this on this message tonight because you have showed an interest in the gospel. I want to invite uh, Andy, Pastor Gopala Ra, Terry Scott, Ram Da Singh, Rose Lynn, 
Rosemary Landis, Lee Rogers, and Eddie Danelia. Now, I will say that we do not believe that women should teach in in an assembly. But you're well, you, got, you, you, you gals are welcome to join us, okay, and listen in and post any questions, and we'll try to answer your questions. We're not bigots. We're not. <laughs> we just go by the scripture that says that a woman is not to usurp authority and she's to be uh, quiet and learn from her husband at home. That's what we believe Paul taught, and we believe it's applicable for today, and I hope that doesn't offend anyone, okay? But we will, if you, now here's the only requirement. Today on Messenger, if all of you will, will post in Messenger your actual email address, that's how you will be invited into the Google Hangouts call because I will email you out the invitation for Google Hangouts. Now, that is going to take place next Saturday night at 6 o'clock. And, Brother Mark, will you be able to join us for that? Yes, I will be able to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Brother Mark, uh, we have his commitment that he'll be on, and that's 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. So a lot of you folks, it's probably about uh, – uh, it's, it's probably early in the morning there right now. I know it's probably maybe uh, seven eight o'clock in the morning. But at, we'll do this uh, call. Uh, it's going to be six o'clock central, so you have to figure out what that converts to your time zones wherever you guys are in. And we'll right. send you out. And everyone that sends me an email will get an invite to the upcoming Google Hangouts call. We'll call it the uh, we'll call it the uh, Facebook video conference call, Facebook video conference call next Saturday night, which uh, I'm looking at the calendar, and that's going to be the uh, 25th, is that right? The 25th of August at 6 o'clock. With that, it's, we're coming down to the end of the hour, Now I want to tell everybody, if you try to, uh, messaging me afterwards, I won't be able to get to you tonight. I am over inundated with all the messages that came through from this morning's service. I haven't even got back to everybody. I'm sorry, but I haven't even got back to everyone from this morning's service. It's just amazing how many people want to interconnect with me, and I just can't connect with everybody personally. I don't have the physical time. But that's why I'm setting up these video calls so that we can all be together and we can fellowship together We'll have about an hour together, and we'll be able to see each other and meet each other and pray for each other and teach uh, the gospel. Mark, do you have any final uh, final thoughts? It's been a pleasure to be your co-laborer in the harvest field this evening, Brother Larry. I count well, it an honor. Well, I count it an honor to have you with We're all equal at the cross. That includes males and females, men and women, white. Mm-hmm. And whatever color you might be, yellow, black, or white, uh, it also includes <clears throat> from every kindred, every people, and every nation. And there's not one that's above the other. We're all equal at the cross. Isn't that wonderful? So anyway, we look we look forward to uh, being with you. Now I'm going to end the talk shoe call, my, uh, Mark, because I have to do that first before I end the Facebook call. Okay. So thanks for being with me, and thank you also the guests that were on TalkShoe with us, and thank you, uh, John, and all the other guests um, that joined us as well. We'll look forward to seeing you uh, next Saturday night, 
on the video call. And if you want to join us during the week, we have a Monday night talk shoe call tomorrow night uh, by Kevin McHugh on the Good Samaritan, on the no, on the Samaritan Woman. And then we'll have we'll, we'll give you updates as the, as the week goes by. So with that, I'm going to say good night for now. Good night. God bless you all and good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.